0: Welcome to the inaugural airing of Nelson Public Library's show Check This Out on Kootenay Co-op Radio, CJLY at 93.5 FM in Nelson. I'm Anne DeGrace, Grace, Adult Services Coordinator at the Library. Teching the show is Heather Joy Dahlgren, who, besides being co-host of the KCR show Licorice All Sorts, is also one of two Administrative and Technical co- Services Coordinators at the Library. So, thanks to Heather Joy being here, I am only moderately terrified. The song you just heard was Check Him Out by Nelson Musician Rose Nielsen, which is our flagship tune and a natural first show about all things library. We hope to have Rose on the show next month to talk about her passion for music and libraries. Now, serendipitously, we've been handed a theme for our first show, this being October 31st. Melody Ray's story is the teen services coordinator at the library. Now... And she's here with me, which is fabulous. Melody Ray, I don't know about you, but I had a fascination about the supernatural when I was a teenager. But what I have to ask you now is, is it scary being the teen services coordinator?
1: Um, No, it's a lot of fun. Um, Teens are such an awesome group of people to work with and to have fun with. Um, And it keeps me young. Before this job, I wasn't even on Facebook. And now I'm Snapchatting, have my own YouTube channel. Um, And I have to read a lot of teen lit for my job, and that is a blast. I always tell teens that they don't know how good they have it. When I was a teen, we didn't have all these high-quality authors writing just for us. Um, So right now, people are calling this the golden age of YA.
0: That's pretty cool. Um, It's funny, because when you talked about social media, that's the stuff that actually terrifies me. (laughs) But you're really comfortable with it. Um, And I guess... I don't know, like, like, maybe not all teens are really interested in scary stuff and dystopian stuff. Um, I know I was, but but if that's true, and I think it is, what is it about teens and scary stuff?
1: Well, I think it's about, it's like life, right? When we fe- feel scared, we feel alive. And I think even deeper than that, there's tons of teen horror books out there and um, that are full of monsters, and I think whether they're zombies or murderers or ghosts, these are real monsters. There are real monsters that teens face in their daily lives. and well, I That's think a this, powerful metaphor.
0: But <laughs> yeah, it, yeah,
1: but I think this literature helps them work through that, right?
0: Yeah, yes. And actually, that's very insightful. I guess I'm thinking about all of the books that have helped me hmm. to work through things in my life, including the scary stuff. Um, and so y- since you read all those teen books now... What's your Halloween reader advisory? Is there yeah. a book in particular that that you could tell us about?
1: Yeah, this one just has such a unique format. Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Um, it's really popular right now because the movie just came out. Tim Burton. Um, it's a Tim Burton film, which is totally appropriate. And I think it was in Nelson last week. Um So the author ran some rigs. It's just a really interesting providence, this book. Um, the author, he loves old photographs. And he found a whole bunch of a box of old photographs from his grandpa's addict or something like that. And he wanted to put put together um, a photo book of all these photos. And his publishers th- thought, yeah, this is a good idea. But why don't you try and craft a narrative around these photos? So that's what he did. And that's how the book came to be. Um, and so the book is about a boy who finds clues from these photographs, and they lead him to an abandoned orphanage. Um, so I won't tell you more than that. Um, no, don't spoil it. Don't <laughs> but spoil the it. photographs are incorporated in the text. So it's it's a really unique uh, format. And the library has all three books in this series. The third one just came out last year. Um so come check it out.
0: Right. Okay. And they'll, we'll probably get the the movie too when it's out on mm-hmm, DVD. I sure. presume I'm interested in that movie. I saw the trailer for it at the Civic Theater and um it's it it just looks it looks like something that adults yeah are going to like as well and I think I think that um not enough adults read teen books true. is is yeah. is kind of my guess cuz there's an awful lot of depth there. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. I'm going to come back to you in a minute Melody Ray, but mm-hmm. I just want to pause. Um oh. To, for station identification, uh, Kootenai Co-op Radio, CGLY at 93.5 FM and Nelson, our favourite co-op radio station, um, and a, a PSA. This is the first PSA of the, um, of the series of Check This Out, and so I'm hoping not to garble it, especially because it's the library's PSA. Here we go. For those tired of writing in their garrets, the Company of Writers offers camaraderie on Thursday, November 3rd at 7 p.m. at the library, in an evening of ideas and encouragement for writers of all levels. So this is, November is um, National Novel Writing Month, or otherwise known as NaNoWriMo, which I challenge you to spell quickly or say backwards. Um, Organizer Jasmine Georgette kicks off the evening with an introduction to this international 30-day fun and agonizing writing intensive and invites folks to join dedicated writing sessions at the library. That's on Mondays and Wednesdays from 5 to 7 and Saturdays from 2 to 4 throughout November. Also on the same evening... Nelson Library staffer me and Grace will offer an introduction to writing groups. So that's different models, how to start one, rules of engagement for critiquing. And so both of us, both myself and Jasmine from NaNoWriMo, hope that participants will go away with good ideas and writerly friends. So that's uh, next Thursday, November 3rd, 7 p.m. at the library. Just come. Melody Ray, standing by. Tell me about the lighter side of the teen scene.
1: Yeah, we have lots of fun programming this year. Um, we're trying something different, and we're so there's something going on in the teen scene every Thursday afternoon after school. So this Thursday, um, a teen named Sage, he's going to come teach us how to make dragons out of Sculpey, which is fun. And then the second Thursday of the month is our Fiber Craft Club, and most of us are knitting or cross-stitching, and the last one we had was so much fun. It was It was raining out, and we were sipping hot chocolate and stitching away. Um, I'm really looking forward to the next one. And then the third Thursday of the month is our book club. And this isn't any book book club. And basically we just sit around, eat pizza and talk about the books <laughs> that we, we hate and Book that we clubs love. are all about
0: food, aren't they? <laughs> they are.
1: <laughs> the best part. Um, and then the last Thursday of the month is our creative writing club and Raya Liebich, she teaches it and we are so lucky to have her. Um, she's such a fantastic teacher and she's just so much fun um, every month is a different theme, and the one coming up is um, is flash fiction. So all levels are welcome, and it's just kind of a fun exploring type of activity.
0: And Ray is a, a, a poet and mm-hmm. probably writes fiction as well, too, yeah. eh? She's and, very uh, talented. She, she, yeah, she, I really like her yeah. as well. And uh, flash fiction is just, I, I've dabbled in flash fiction, and it's just, it's fun. It's and, fun yeah. to just put that punch into an economy of words, and, mm-hmm. and what a neat thing to offer. And so... I guess you could say that, you know, you can hang out in the street corner teens or you can come to the library. Exactly. And where's the pizza? <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the street corner. We always have yummy, yummy snacks. Wow. So. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for coming mm-hmm. in this early morning. Um, and now uh, a little crash test dummies. This is an appropriately themed song. The song is The Ghosts That Haunt Me after their very first album.
2: a skeleton in everybody's closet. I can think of one or two in my own room. But I would like to introduce them both to you. Shake their bony hands and so dispel the gloom. Cause you're so kind, I know you would not mind. Send away the ghosts that haunt me now. The things I fear just wouldn't seem so near When I stroll out late at night Would be nothing rattling at my heels. There are nights in all my aching bones Come play me as I like it. But I know if you were sleeping there beside me, then you would fend them off and they would let the rest. Cause you're, you're so kind, kind. I, I know, know you would not mind. Send a week to go. I've been rattling at my ears There are nights When the wind comes out of me
0: Crash test dummies hail from Winnipeg, a scary place to be in January when the mercury drops, but otherwise, they're a group I feel pretty warm and fuzzy about. Uh, we plan to include music that's in our collection whenever possible, and I was shocked to find out that this one had disappeared, uh, which is a reasonable thing to happen, to to tell you on a on a Halloween morning. Um, but maybe we'll do something about that. Now, um, I asked Circulation Services Coordinator Heather Goldick about Bone chilling literature, and whether or not she's a reader of the genre. And here's what she had to say.
3: When you asked me to come on the show and talk a little bit about horror, um, I quickly realized two things. One, I'm an excellent library worker because I went right to work researching the topic. Oh, we know that about you. And secondly, (laughs) I'm extremely unself aware. I went into this thinking I don't read horror that's not a genre that I read. But the more I read about what attracts people to horror and what qualifies as horror, I realized that, wait a minute, yeah, maybe I do read some horror. Okay, like what? Well, actually, my first realization that maybe I like horror is uh, the clue where the shows that I like to watch, which include Walking Dead and Stranger Things. Um, And I've also read quite a lot of dystopian post-apocalyptic fiction that has been classified as horror so some examples would be the passage by Justin Cronin which goes back and forth um from present day into the future um and it's a post-apocalyptic world that um exists because of a government experiment gone wrong that created kind of a tribe of these they kind of call them vampires but they're not like the vampires that we would know from you know twilight or okay dracula
0: they're their own brand of vampire yes
3: more government experiment went wrong um
0: oh my god that's my horror story
3: <laughs> <laughs> well okay. and that book really creeped me out actually because i started reading it the day before i was going in for surgery and going to be put under general anesthetic for the first time so i got really creeped out when i read that book uh-huh. but not just because of that Well, isn't the
0: creepiest stuff when it is just a little bit close to life?
3: Well, yeah, and
0: has that twist.
3: I think so. I think that's that's kind of the key about some horror is it's just that little bit of something that could happen, even if it's super. You know, a lot of we tend to also think of horror as just being supernatural. But the trend now in horror is to kind of bring in elements of science fiction. Like, often that science fiction bit is what causes this otherworldly thing. Oh, yeah, okay. So that's interesting,
0: because I don't know if I've ever read a horror story. I've read some science fiction that, um, because it's an alternate future, and sometimes a future gone wrong, has that horror element to Mm -hmm. it.
3: Well, yeah, I think about The Stand by Stephen King, who, of course, is kind of the horror writer Mm -hmm. of today. And, that again, that's kind of a post-apocalyptic story, but it has elements of horror in it as well, this, like, creeping sense of dread.
0: Right, yeah. I I experience that daily when I come (laughs) to
3: work. No, that's not true. That's not true. I love my job. But, Um, yeah, but horror isn't just um, supernatural. It can be psychological, like psychological thrillers, um, where... You know, kind of an ordinary person gets caught up in some sort of scary thing. Okay. So any other, any other horror
0: books that you have read or that you know about that for people that just want to dabble in some of in just to be a little bit afraid, maybe?
3: Well, I think people would be surprised about what books do get classified as horror. Okay. So when I was looking at it, you know, of course, there's Frankenstein. You got your classics, Dracula, right. um, Picture of Dorian Gray. Piaster oh yeah, Wild. like I love that one. Um, and then more recently in literary fiction, um, uh, Sarah Waters. Oh yeah, so Fingersmith or a uh, no, oh, Little or, uh, Stranger. Little
0: Stranger, yes, yeah. and she's a really interesting author. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that is so. I would call that almost more like a gothic horror, would you? Well,
3: yeah, I would too. And I one place I looked. Called Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Uh-huh. They classified that as horror, whereas I always think of that as gothic. So, almost like a costume gothic, yeah. or maybe not quite so far as.
0: It's interesting, eh? We have all of these labels for for books and for literature, and yet they are just labels. I mean, I suppose you could say horror is where you find it.
3: Yep. Well, exactly. There's some
0: political um, essays I can think of that <laughs> do that for me. <laughs> Um, is there anything else you want to tell us, Heather, about, uh, about this particular genre of, of reading? Since since it is Halloween and we are talking about, about you know, Halloween-y things.
3: Well, um, audio books are a really good way to experience horror. Oh, yeah, because you can't turn off your ears. Well, no, and it kind of ties into that kind of childhood rite of passage of gathering around the fire and telling each other scary stories. Oh, that's a good point. Plus,
0: you'd have an audio background like you would have. The, you could have the creaking doors and the footsteps and the, the rattling of chains. <laughs> totally. Um, do you have any suggestions around around books? If you want, if you give me, I'll tell you what, because I put you on the spot, um, you're going to give me a, a, a little reading list, and I'm going to tell the listeners what may be the top three Scary audiobooks are that you can think of. Does that sound all right? Sure. Rather than put good. you on the spot. Sure. Okay, Heather, it's been great to have you with us today. Thank you so much, and uh, and now you can go away and you'll no longer be afraid. <laughs> Thanks, Anne. <laughs> Bye. Okay, so here are the uh, audiobook recommendations that Heather gave me uh, after she stopped trembling. Um, Haunting of Hill House. These are all in our collection, by the way. Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. It's a book that has unnerved readers since its original publication in 1959. Described as a tale of subtle psychological terror, it has earned its place as one of the significant haunted house stories of the ages. There's one. Carrie by Stephen King, you may have heard of that one, according to reviewer Simon Leake, is the carefully drawn portrait of the little horrors of small towns, high school, and adolescent sexuality that gives this novel its power. And the third one, Heather suggested, is called The Deep by Nick Cutter, uh, in which a strange plague called the Gets is decimating humanity on a global scale. And this is going to be scary for those of us who are a little bit forgetful already. The Gets causes people to forget small things at first, such as where they left their keys, and then not-so-small things like how to drive or the letters of the alphabet, and then their bodies forget how to function involuntarily, and there is no cure. Stephen King said it's old-school horror at its best. So... On that note, we have a little scary song by Kathy Reed Newman. She's a musician out of Ontario. It's called Skin and Bones.
4: There was an old woman all skin and bones. She lived Sorry
0: Scared. Um Kathy Reed Newman's CD is called "When It's Autumn," and we do have that in our children's collection. Uh, and that's our segue into a, just a little chat about uh, our children's programming. If you weren't at Story Times last week, you missed some spooky storytelling. Our children's librarian Avi brought out the spider puppet, and some creepy crawly stuff happened. So, family Story Times happen at ten thirty a.m. on Fridays, and they're for kids of all ages and their adults. I've heard that the itsy-bitsy spider doesn't wait for Halloween but can climb up the water spout any old time. So if you're an adult with kids or a kid with an adult, you can just drop in. Now, we needed a kid's perspective on scary literature, and so naturally, we asked a kid. And here is uh, Mia, and I'm just going to let her tell you about her scary book. I'm here with Maya Cummings, and she is here to tell us about a, a scary and really interesting book that she's read.
5: Maya, how old are you? I am a, I am twelve years old, well, almost twelve. I'm turning twelve very soon. Okay, well, tell me, tell me what book you've got there. I have a book called *The Swallow: A Ghost Story* by Cheris Cotter, or Cheris Cotter. Um, yeah, by Sherris Cotter, and it is about two girls who are completely opposite of each other, but end up becoming friends through unexpected circumstances. Um, uh, one girl is named Polly, and the other is named Rose, and Polly, uh, hates her family. She has... A lot of siblings, a lot of foster siblings, actually. Um, And she doesn't want to be bugged by her parents ever. And she just likes being alone a lot. And Rose loves being around her family when she is, but she hardly ever is because her parents are always out of town doing work and she has no siblings.
0: Now... These sound like really interesting girls, and I know you don't want to give away the plot, but can you tell me a little bit about what it is about this book that makes it scary?
5: Well, at one point, Polly and Rose are in Rose's house, and um, they go up to the master bedroom, which was Rose's uh, once grandmother's room, because the house that Rose lives in used to be used to belong to her grandmother, but her grandmother passed away. Um, And they moved in there just recently. And um, so they are in her grandmother's room, and they come across a ghost. And the ghost really, really wants to kill Polly. And I think that's as much as I can give away.
0: Oh, I think I'm on the edge of my seat now. Um, Who do you think would like this book?
5: I think... Uh, people from the ages eleven to fifteen, fourteen ish.
0: Okay. And um, if there was one thing about this book that you liked the most, what 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 do you think it would be?
5: Um, probably how um how it just let helps you think about life and helps you like realize that you need to be able to cherish the things and people that you have before while you still have them
0: okay that sounds awesome and so you were telling me about the swallow a ghost story by sharis cotter and uh, and maya thank you so much for that book report yeah that was maya cummings talking to me uh yesterday in the library and uh the book sounds great and i so enjoy talking to maya um, about her favorite scary book. Um, and I've still got Melody Ray with me, and I wanted to know, Melody Ray, do you have a scary book? book that that you personally Mm -hmm. want to talk about.
1: You know what comes to mind is um, Great Expectations. Um, Miss Havisham is such a terrifying, tortured character, and I think Dickens gives us a really vivid picture of what a pre-haunted house looks like.
0: I never would have thought of that as as a really scary book, but some of the classics really are, aren't they? Yeah. Well, what about you? I'm going to pull in Heather Joy, who's putting up a finger. I don't know what that means, but I'm going to just let her tell me if there's something in particular that she has found scary.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Heather Joy. And uh, when I was 10 years old, I stole my aunt's uh, Stephen King novel. It was a collection of his short stories uh, called Night Shift. And um, there, one particular story in there still haunts me. It's called The Boogeyman. I read it again in my 20s, and it was still terribly scary another uh story in that anthology was children of the corn which was creepier than creepy and uh she just shivered as she yes. said that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay and and you know um i've read some stephen king um um, uh, f- I think it was called a Buick 8 or from a Buick 8, which is pretty scary, but I guess for me, it was the one that Heather Goldig mentioned. It was the Daphne de Maurier Rebecca, which I stole from my grandmother actually, so there's a theme here too, and kept me up at night, and I couldn't tell anyone, because I wasn't supposed to <laughs> read it, why I couldn't sleep. Alright, so there's a few recommendations for you to keep you up at night. You've been listening to Check This Out, the Nelson Public Library show about all things library on Kootenay Co-op Radio, CJLY at point. 5 FM. See you next time.